Hello, everybody. Today on For the Love of Sports, I get to have some conversation with Lee Zolman. He is the commercial director at Sport Business, which is actually a tool that I use in my my day job life. Um, Sport Business is a very interesting tool. It really helps with sponsorship, governance, media rights, all these opportunities. really just gives you a very great understanding of really what's happening on the sport business side rather than, you know, we can read the headlines on ESPN, what's really going on on the business side. So it was a lot of fun to get to talk to him. Again, I use the product constantly. It's it's really interesting. You know, they started um, over, they have a huge, huge presence in Europe with a lot of the soccer clubs, which was really cool to talk about. And Lee is just a really, really great guy, knows a lot, smart dude, fun to talk to. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation I had with him. Nice and easy. Today we have Lee Zolman on, a commercial director at Sport Business. Previously represented Indy 500 champion Alexander Rossi, uh, properties in the Formula One and NASCAR, and a business development manager for the Andretti Autosport team. Team Andretti, I don't know exactly how you like to say it. Um, and just, I mean, all around sponsorship master, Zen master, however you like to say it. Lee, thanks for hanging out with me today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. The pleasure. I'm ready. The pleasure is all mine. You're not ready. I can promise you that. But we're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time, right? You're down in Miami. The Super Bowl's there. So obviously, I have some questions about that. But the first thing I have to ask everybody is, where does your love of sports come from? Where does my love of sports? Well, I, I don't tend to give short answers. Um, I, I, I'll tell you that I don't think I'm a. I don't. I, I don't think compared to some of the other people that you interact with and have on as guests. Um, as much in love with sports as I am with the business of sports. And, and that is the truth. Uh, I, I follow NFL, NBA, MLB, very, very, very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy going to the games every now and then. Um, but I follow sports that, that I enjoy um, a little bit more. Uh, I love motorsports. I love cycling. Probably those are the two that I follow the closest. Um, but I def- and, and I go to these events or I meet people and they, you know, we talk about what we do. And um, so you would assume that I love sports. And like, like one of the guys that, that works for us here loves NBA and NFL. And he has all the stats. He's like, he's like you guys. He's, he, I don't have that. And I ask him that. But I love the business of sports. I love the deals. I love everything related to any sort of obviously sponsorship deals, but uh, uh, broadcast rights deals, you know, anything related to that, that's where my passion lies is really in the business of sports. And you're definitely not the only person that's told me that before. Um, you know, the business, okay. side, the business side of sports is, I mean, you're the first person to tell me that on this show. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Don't worry. So first <laughs> time here, but in, in personal life, I mean, I know a lot of people that, they are just more interested because there's their yeah. fan is short for fanatic, right? Like we're crazy. I'm crazy. I'll be honest with you. When my team's playing, yeah. I'm different and I'm okay with that. Like something that I've come to terms with. It's something that my fiance has come to terms with. Um, 
but at the same time, there's just something so passionate and there's, you know, next to religion and politics, sports is probably the third most passionate thing that many people mm-hmm. pay attention to, especially if yeah. they don't really care about those other two very much quite like myself. So it's very, um, you know, the business side of it does lead into so many opportunities and so many different things that you're not going to find anywhere else. Yeah. And, and it's really cool because our office in London, we've got, you know, we have a, a much larger office in London than we do in the U S and, and our office in London, those guys there, when we go over there to, you know, to, to meet a few times a year, everything there is who's your team, you know, <laughs> you know, who, who do you root for? Who's your team? It's all about soccer. And so we have something in the London office every, every Monday morning, and that's a, a nine o'clock stand-up meeting. And we all stand in the conference room, you know, stand in a circle. We talk for one or two minutes about our weekend sports, who we follow, talk about the games that happened over the weekend. And the way that the, that happened, the genesis of that stand-up meeting every Monday morning is that the business used to run where people would show up to work Monday morning and they wouldn't get any work done for the first half hour to an hour because they'd be talking about sports. So then the hierarchy just incorporated it into a a standard meeting every Monday morning, but, um, but you know, m- Monday mornings roll around here in the U S office for sports business. We'll catch up a little bit uh, on sports. Uh, probably talk a little bit more about the restaurants we ate at than anything else. But that's Miami for you, right? That's a, it's a little different down there um, than it is in many other places. Yeah, but we, I mean, we have sports year round. I mean, we do have the Marlins, the heat, obviously the heat, the dolphins, we do have all that. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a fair bit of that going around here. Yeah, but the restaurants are nine times better, nine times out of ten, a little bit better than the sports teams. If if we're talking about the Dolphins and the Marlins, no offense, my mom's a huge Dolphins fan. I have I have a good friend of mine, big Dolphins yeah. fan. Um, yeah. But hey, sometimes that's just how it is. But you got the Super Bowl this year, which is incredible. So with with sport business and with what you do, well, let, let's start there. Actually, I know what it is because I use it every day. But what is sport right. business? Yeah, basically, we're a business intelligence platform in global sports. So we're a provider of comprehensive data intelligence and analysis in the business of sports globally. Uh, we focus on two primary sectors, which is sports sponsorships and, and, and media rights, but we do cover all aspects in the business of sports. Uh, what we don't cover is we don't cover individual athlete sponsorship deals unless they're major market movers, um, and we don't cover athlete performances. But the company's been around a little over 20 years now, and every day our awesome staff of researchers, analysts, editorial staff are putting up pieces of content into our platform. And, and really where we're dangerous is providing more comprehensive content. So, you know, our last um, intelligence report, which we put out yesterday, is I think 24 pages long on understanding the, the intersection of data and sport. And all of the content is curated by our own staff. It's, it's, not, um, it's not created by artificial intelligence. And uh, we go through, you know, during the year, we go through a, a number of massive revisions. So every day we have more content going up and every day we're scrubbing our databases. So we have two main databases, one that houses broadcast media rights deals. So if you want to pull up all the NFL media rights deals globally, every country, we have that, and then sports sponsorship deals. Uh, we, we're scrubbing that constantly, and then as I was mentioning a few times during the year, we'll actually do these major revisions, these bulk uploads, these bulk rebranding. so we have some of that coming out. 
and you're fortunate because in about five or six weeks, what you're looking at is going to act completely different, have brand new data, thousands of new data points, and uh, the user interface is going to be much more improved. That's awesome. I mean, the user interface is fine now, um, and the content that's there is great. So if you're telling me it's going to improve, uh, I'll let everybody know, and hopefully they take take a little more advantage of it as well. Because it's it's truly. I mean, I receive what like four newsletters. I think I get the U.S. one, I get the London one, I get the Singapore one. I, I just get them all because I'm interested in the global okay. opportunity, and as you said, like all opportunities around sports and business. Yeah, I, I think that's really smart. So we've got guys who are in your position in the U.S. that are only getting our U.S.-based newsletter or our U.S.-based news every morning. But I actually think that's a, a better approach. And, and it, obviously, you know, cost-wise, it's just a matter of our staff making a couple clicks. You, if you're only if you're a U.S.-based client like you, you can just get the U.S. stuff or you can also get the stuff from Asia office or from the, the London office. And I think it's great to really look at other ponds and not just look at, yes, we are a massive market. We're one of the best markets. And yes, we are typically the leaders in what we do in, in sports uh, and in, in business. But it's great to look at seeing what, what's going on in Asia and seeing what's going on in Europe. I mean, some of those European soccer teams, their sponsorship activations they're amazing. And we have right now, we have in the next, I think, six to eight months, we have over 300 case studies of sponsorship activations from around the world going up. We've got a library of the best sponsorship activations from around the world. That's incredible. Some of the largest agencies in the world are using to understand what are the best practices, what are some new concepts in, in, in activations. And that's something that you know you have access to and our clients have access to. Yeah, and that that's I mean, I love to I love the news, right? You have to stay on top of the news, you have to be knowledgeable. Yeah. But I do think again, that was the point I was gonna make is is what those soccer clubs are doing, what the football clubs are doing over in Europe. It's yeah. it's incredible. Like we yeah, some of the yeah. stuff we do here doesn't even touch it, especially when it comes to dollar amounts and you know, it's like, hey, how much does the left shoulder uh, cost on some of these soccer teams? And it's like it costs that much. Like, oh my god, like the you know, the Charlotte Hornets aren't even bringing that in for their stadium sponsorship. Little hyperbole, but that's the point where it's uh, insane. I think you might actually be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually might be, but you know, I don't want to offend yeah. too many people out there. But as I was saying, I mean what those what those soccer clubs and what those football clubs are doing over in Europe, uh, I I, I want to know about that right? Like it's silly of me to just think, oh, this makes sense, especially considering, you know, the Olympic sports that I work in, um, you know, specifically with mm -hmm. U.S. rowing, that it's a global sport. So I should know what the globe is doing, right? You know, it's not like I'm working yeah. in football or baseball that's mostly located here in the U.S. So no, I do love it. I read all the newsletters. The activations cool. are awesome. I've learned so much just by reading those activations because again, if these giant clubs all over the world are doing something, I'm not trying to recreate the wheel, man, right? I'm just trying yeah. to just implement it in a different way. So, no, I love the service. I think it's fantastic. Thanks. Thanks. I'll let everyone know. I mean, the staff is, is phenomenal. That puts it all together. And, and I think what I would love to ask you is, in your position, when you're going to pitch new brands, um, are you con consciously or maybe even subconsciously, do you think you're bringing in some of what you're taking from our platform into your pitches? Uh, 
explicitly, I would say. Um, again, like I'll, I'll go in and I'll see what other people are doing. And especially the ones where the, the activation reports are awesome because you, then you could see what happened, right? I can right. see like, hey, this is how it worked. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it's not going to work exactly like that. But what I can do is I can just take that information. I'm not copy and pasting, of course, but I'm taking no. it and I'm just utilizing it in a different way. So it's yeah. again, not trying to recreate the wheel. That would be silly. Um, I'm just trying to do what's best for you know, all, all parties involved. Yeah, I mean, the learning curve for individuals in sponsorship is dramatically, I guess the curve would be increased or decreased, but you learn a lot in a short amount of time is, is I think what I'm trying to put into words. Yes. By, by absorbing all of the information. Exactly. And again, that's why it's also nice because, you know, sometimes it's, it's not 10, the 10 o'clock email is worked into my day because I get it and I say, awesome. Now, whatever I was going to do, probably I've been doing it for two and a half hours already. I kind of want to do something else anyway. So then I go through, sometimes I read the headlines. Sometimes they're really interesting, you know, dive in, read those articles. Um, There was one the other day that I loved, and and this will be a nice transition into what you're doing right now with at the Super Bowl. was there was a gentleman who did an entire article on what a Premier League championship game would look like and how it would, you know, snap of your fingers be the biggest sporting event in the world every single year and it's not even a question and I loved it and it really does pose the question I mean considering these teams these brands these leagues you're trying to make money I mean a 14 playoff like I'm not a huge soccer fan so I can't you know say anything but a 14 playoff they'd make a lot of money if they did something like that we've got some creative thinkers who are passionate about soccer no doubt doubt. but like I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah, no, it was awesome. But in your opinion, why doesn't something like that happen? Is it just it's old school tradition? It's it's what's happened always. Because to me, if if a league that I enjoyed watching, and maybe it's the American in me, but like just like was only determined by a season, like whoever came out on top was right. the winner. That sounds I don't know. Like yeah. I know it's what they've always done, but man, don't you want to like give me three more games? It's like a college football playoff. Like right. just give me three more games. I want to watch them. I'm gonna watch them anyway, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm probably the wrong person to ask is for business regarding European soccer. Um, It seems like it'd be a good idea. I'm sure there's a lot of mechanics involved. And from what I know about, about the leagues over there, it's very political. Um, You're talking about massive money. Uh, You're probably talking about deals that have been, you know, done uh, for a number of years. Yeah. So at, I don't know where that would take place. I mean, if it's going to take place, it's going to take place on the, on the league side. And then how does it, I don't know, where does the federation work in, but interesting idea. It's definitely something. Um, and the sport business side of you should look at it and say, yeah, there's a lot of money involved. So let, let's, yeah. uh, let's figure out a way to get that done. But as I said, you know, it's kind of an interesting transition into where you are now. You're down in Miami. You're always there, yeah. but actually what's in Miami right now, which is the Super Bowl. Uh, now right. this is going to be released a little bit after the Super Bowl, obviously, but um, I'm definitely curious from your standpoint, what have you seen going on down there? The parties, the events, the activations that have really like caught your attention that said, okay, someone's paying attention. They understand this audience and they're doing a great job at really connecting the brand with the audience. Yeah, I think two sides. I haven't seen anything yet on the brands connecting with the audience just yet. No, not exactly. So three sides. Number one, yeah, there's been some massive Super Bowl advertising. So as some out-of-home big uh, 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 sidescapes of buildings that are in Spanish and English. And normally in downtown Miami, 
you do get the majority of signage in English, but now we're getting the, some, some massive ones, especially in English that are all uh, focused on the Super Bowl. And then as far as activations go, we have some different spots around town that are all doing some experiential sort of activations around the Super Bowl. So one, in, one is in Bayfront Park and, and Wynwood and South Beach, of course. Uh, so those are looking really great. I've seen some, some visuals of that. Um, what else can I say? On the business side, where I'm probably most apt, I probably started about three or four weeks ago on what events are you going to, what companies people are hosting business networking events. I was at one last night. I was at one uh, earlier today. I'm going to another one tonight. I have another one uh, tomorrow. So for business, everyone is here. I mean, and, and so you have to take advantage of that and set your meetings ahead of time, you know, find out the networking events that you're going to. Uh, so there's all of that here. I mean, this is, we're fortunate. This is the biggest and, and, and baddest game there is. So yep, Absolutely, man. I think right it's here. cool. And it's also nice that it's in Miami. I know like a couple of years ago it was in Minnesota. Um, oh, it's yeah. in Indianapolis every once in a while. Like, no, let's stay outside. Let's have fun. I mean, I've seen all the awesome things yeah. that a bunch of people are doing. By any chance, were you invited to Gronk's party? He didn't call. I oh, can't say seriously? he called. Yeah, that's crazy. That, must have missed that memo. I got to talk to the to the office. I guess so. So yeah, maybe maybe someone else took that <laughs> message for you. Um, but no, man, I think it's so cool. Obviously, you being in the sport business, the sport sponsorship realm. This being, you know, what was it? I think five point six million dollars for a thirty second commercial um, for the Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, there's a reason people pay is because a hundred and X million people are actually watching and paying attention, yeah. which I think is really cool. So it's. It is what it is. It's crazy, um, but yeah. well, it's you know, and it's not only the, the it's not only the the time that they're spending for for the ad, but it's the production of it. So you know, you're looking at millions for the production of it, and then you you've got to think about some of these companies are putting out teasers, right? They're putting out teasers for their commercials, and so they've got to you know create the teaser itself, you know, and then spend money to to place that teaser. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is, is it? I mean, it's the biggest, biggest watched game of the year. You know, exactly. I, I do like to think, you know, the Indianapolis 500 going back to my motorsports love is, is another massive event because we call that the largest single day sporting event of the year, because there's typically 300,000 or more spectators on site. So imagine that 300,000 spectators on site, obviously you have worldwide coverage of that. So you know, that's the massive one that, that I don't miss. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Super Bowl is, is great. The city is very, very busy here. Uh, the traffic is, is nuts. I mean, there's a lot more police presence. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was talking to my colleague today, and, and I, if, if I was even given a ticket, would I go? Uh -huh. and, and I don't even know if I would go. Maybe if it was a suite, I would go. But if it was just a general ticket, um, I, get, I get that. Be, man. But I've never it's, been to a Super Bowl, so who knows? Hey, well, I'm sure it's going to be back in Miami in a couple of years. It's uh, it's a yeah, destination yeah. city for the Super Bowl. Uh, that New Orleans, L.A. Pretty soon, uh, it's going to be mm -hmm. there. I think next year, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, it's 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 an incredible event, and there's just so much that goes around it. 
other than the game, as you said, the networking right. parties, the business that can be done, the people that yes. are there. Um, and it sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on. So I appreciate, especially yeah. on this Friday that you gave me a couple minutes of your time. So My thank pleasure. you for that. But, um, so I do actually want to talk about your, your time in motorsports and everything that you did with, uh, the Andretti team, formula one, NASCAR, everything that you've done there. But there's a really funny story that a good friend of mine, Rob Cressy, who's already been on this podcast, so make sure to go mm -hmm. back and listen to Hib's episode because as Lee can attest to, there's quite nobody like Rob on planet Earth and we love him for it. Um, you know, there's an awesome story that you were telling me on how you really got into working with the, uh, the Andretti team and all these motorsports. Right. So if, if you don't mind rehashing that story, I, I wouldn't mind listening to it again. Sure, sure. I, I, I hope it's interesting. I thought it was kind of, kind of cool. Um, I had worked in sponsorship for athletes and events for a number of years, but I was working in participant sports, so marathons and Ironmans and other uh, distance triathlons for many years, acquiring sponsorship. And at the time, I was uh, I had kind of merged, I think, kind of I merged my company with a creative agency here in Miami. And so I was selling sponsorship for, you know, small triathlons and 5k runs and charity events. Uh, I think the largest thing that we had was a South Florida auto show. So well, that was kind of a really cool event because I love cars too. Um, but I always loved car racing. I mean, I watched the Indianapolis 500 as a kid. I watched Meyer Andretti race and I just love Formula One. I loved IndyCar. NASCAR, not too much. I actually didn't do too much in NASCAR, but more on, on IndyCar and Formula One. But I was laying on the couch one day with my wife and watching a Formula One race. And uh, I said, you know, I said, I, I just, you know, I spend my days looking for sponsorship for all these small events and I'm successful. You know, I could be doing that for Formula One where the dollars are silly. I mean, it's just crazy silly. And so I connected on LinkedIn with uh, one of the heads of the Andretti team because at the time I was like, what's the biggest name in car racing I know is Andretti. Connected with him and then through a number of very auspicious events, they were promoting they were promoting the Formula E race in Miami in 2015. And by promoting, it's, it's kind of a weird term. It means like they're running the event. They're mm -hmm. hired to organize and put on the event. Um, promoting can, you know, is a term that can be used in, in a variety of different ways. And they needed someone to sell sponsorship for that event. And I had one meeting uh, with someone from the organization, not the guy I connected with on LinkedIn, but an, another gentleman. And he made me a, gave me a proposal for, for a job and I turned it down. And a couple of days later, my wife was working. You don't remember this part, do you? No, I don't. Clearly. I'm giving, I'm giving you the long version. <laughs> yeah, I like it though. I, I, right. Keep going, keep going. I'm giving you the long version. So, but it's not that long. We'll, we'll wrap up so people don't, can go back to their drive. They're enjoying it. Don't worry. So, go back to their drive. Yes. My, my, <laughs> wife, my wife was working for LeBron at the time. My wife was working for LeBron and his wife at the time as a manager, general manager of their uh, cold press juice bar that they owned in Miami. And a friend of my wife's who I did not know came in and was talking with my wife at the juice bar. This is around the time that I turned down the first offer from Andretti to, to, bring, to uh, find sponsorship for them. And she said, you know, 
Um, I'm working on PR. I'm doing all the PR for this car race coming up in Miami. Do you know anyone that sells sponsorship by any chance? They really need someone to sell sponsorship. And as my wife tells the story, she got goosebumps. And she goes, uh, yeah, my, my husband, you know. So it was actually her fiance because we got married a week before the event. Crazy, that was a crazy week in my life, but before the Miami car race. Anyway, so she called me. She put me in touch with the guy who I ended up, who I had linked up with on LinkedIn. And we had a couple meetings. Uh, he was, I think at the time, he was CMO for the Andretti Autosport team. CEO or CMO or president, one of the guys, I forget his title, but he basically ran. He was important. Andretti. He was, he was very important. important. <laughs> and he was running, he was, he was head, head of the entire Formula E race that was going to be in Miami. She called him. Him and I met a couple times. He called me up and he made me a second offer. And I ended up taking a job with the Andretti team. And my first job in motorsports was working on the Andretti team. And it was like a dream come true. That See, and that's why I asked for that story because I think it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Story. And it just shows like, what's the harm in asking, right? Like, what's the harm in at least reaching out uh, and just being like, hey, yeah. like there's so yeah. many opportunities out there. There's so many things. You've loved this sport. You've loved, you know, racing yeah. for it sounds like your entire life. Um, it's funny yeah. how it took you so long to think like, wait, maybe I should be doing this. Uh, but hey, yeah. everything happens at the right time for the right reason. And I think it's uh, incredible being in Miami and all those things that you got to do that event and, you know, blow it up because Formula E is yeah. huge now. That's another thing that I read Formula a lot e about huge. in sport Formula business. E it's incredible. Big. Yep. Yep. It is very, very big. It's, um, it's making money, which is great. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you that, that step, that was my kind of maybe my first step of awareness. And I, I use that word all the time, awareness, to in, in my life, say to myself, if I'm going to do something, I, I'm just going to go for the top, go for the best, reach out to the most important person. Because honestly, I mean, they're just, if I get a no, what is it? It's a no, it's no sweat off my back. So when I went for a sponsorship, I would fly or call or email or try to connect on LinkedIn with the, 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 the most senior person I could. And I'll email them as, you know, as many times as I feel is comfortable or call them as many times as I feel is comfortable in a very respectful way because I need to get to the decision makers quick. And, or, uh, I, you know, Maybe it's just that, you know, my, my mother was involved in nonprofit organizations and she ran national nonprofits for her entire career. She was a, a kind of a brass balls businesswoman. And she says, every time you don't go after it, it's definitely a no. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a no. And what's the worst they can say is it's a no. You know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm you and I'm starting off my podcasts, I'm going to call, you know, if I was starting my own podcast, hint, hint, wink, wink. If I was starting my podcast, shoot, I, I'd call the CEO of Liberty Media that owns Formula One. I want to talk to that guy. You know, I want to call up the president of the Miami Dolphins organization. I want to talk to him. So I'm going to call the, the interesting people, but I'm always going to call people who really have long experience and can bring a lot to the table. Does that make sense?
It does. And it sounds like I should be calling the, well, I hate the CEO of the Mets, so I don't <laughs> want to call him, but uh, right. there's a couple other people maybe I could call there. And no, I, I totally yeah. agree. And I mean, everybody has a story. Um, everybody's got good stories within their story, which I think is great, especially like the one that you just laid out. And you're right. I mean, if, if, if they say no, what's the difference yeah. in you asking? Nothing. At least this way you put a little effort in. Um, at least this yeah. way there's a chance. There is a 0% chance they're coming on your podcast if you don't ask them. There is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And I forget the timeline, but so I make like my goals every year, my business and personal goals. I make long-term one, three, five, 10 year goals. And I remember around the time when I started with Andretti, I think like the three-year goal was to do sponsorship in formula one. So formula one is the pinnacle, right? So there's my awareness again, always go to the pinnacle. I love formula one. I want to go to formula one. You love NFL, right? I mean, you just, we, we have our passion point. So I want to do deals in Formula One. And that was like a three-year goal of mine. And by and large, I wrote it down. You know, I look at it from time to time. And uh, within three years, I'd already done one deal in, in, in Formula One. Do you remember so that deal? Came to fruition. Yeah, of course. Tell me about it. What is it? Of course. Uh, what, I, I mean, there's things, uh, some things I can't tell you. It was, it was a... Um, it was a sporting goods company for a Formula One driver. So it was a sporting goods company that sponsored a Formula One driver. Very and, cool. Uh, I was very, very happy about that. And then right around that time, I also signed. Um, so after I left Andretti, I signed a contract, uh, which was another goal of mine to represent a Formula One team. So I actually was a, a sponsorship agent for a Formula One team. And, that is incredible. That was, that was really exciting. Really, That's, really exciting. Especially if it's something that you've loved your entire life, yeah. right? Like just being yeah. able to then say like, you contribute to it. You contribute to the sport. You contribute to the athletes within the sport, the teams yeah. themselves. And, and, you know, we, the lifeblood of sports is money, right? If you don't have money, yeah. you're going to have to close up shop. So if you're the guy bringing in the money, they're pretty, uh, they, they must like you a lot there. Especially that sport. I mean, that, that, you know, that sport is really, really expensive. Yes. It's expensive from all sides. Um, but yeah, so very exciting time. So, and then, so being in Miami and, and knowing that there, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Formula One race coming to Miami soon, right? Wait, I've heard some, yeah, I've heard some conflicting reports. I don't know if you're quite on the inside as much as you used to be, but like, what is... What does something like that look like and how excited are you personally just to be able to, you know, maybe watch it right out your window? Yeah. Uh, I won't be watching out the window. I guarantee that I will be at the race <laughs> for sure. Um, well, it technically, you know, originally it was supposed to be right outside the window yeah. behind me, but um, unfortunately the plan changed. Um, it seems like there's still some obstacles that they have to get over. Mm. And, and that's a little unfortunate uh, the plan right now is for it to take place at Hard Rock Stadium, where the Super Bowl is and where the Miami Open is, which is, it, it's, it's kind of wonderful because you have, you know, you have an organization there that is really willing to do anything to have this race there. And sure, we would love to see it on the, on the streets behind, but it's just going to take too much. There's too much construction that would need to happen, too much change that would need to happen. Um, so I think the next best bet is to have it at the stadium. They've got a wonderful track that they want to build there. It'll bring in millions of dollars in revenue. And yes, of course, it'll upset some of the, some of the traffic around there for a few days. Um, but the flip side is, is it's going to open up jobs for the community. 
It's going to bring in, bring in the money for the community. And it's, again, going to help to build Miami up to a world-class sports city. The, Miami needs an F1 race, bottom line. I mean, we just, we just need it. I mean, that, we are the most perfect city to have a Formula One race. Um, so I think from the business side, it's going to be really great for business here. I think from the personal side, obviously, I'm, I'm very excited to do it. Um, or, or I'm very excited to, for it to potentially be here. Uh, what else can I tell you about it um, besides? I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Like Miami, if there's a city that it's going to happen, I really wanted it to be in the streets. I thought that would be cool because there's a couple, yes. if I'm not mistaken, like Monaco, um, if I'm not mistaken, they, they do race right through the streets. There's a bunch that they do Mo- that. Most, and- most of them. I mean, so- not most of them. There's a lot of them that, that race yeah. in the streets. And I just, I love just seeing just like cars it's just such a weird surreal considering you know i grew up with more nascar um you know i don't really watch it too much really any at all but my dad's really into formula one now he kind of left nascar and now really only pays attention to formula one and he actually went to the race down in austin uh, a couple months ago and he he came back on my birthday and made me pick him up from the airport so what a great guy but um when's your birthday november 5th Okay, so I'm October 23rd. We're within a few days. Not too bad. Now I can remember yeah. to wish you happy birthday when you wish Vice me happy versa. birthday, and I'll say sorry, belated, but it works. Um, so I guess I'm, I am yeah. curious, like, what? Um, why did you end up leaving something that you loved so so much? Like, what was it about sport business that it was it was too hard to say no to? Um, well, it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't necessarily in, in that step like that. Okay. Um, the reason I left Andretti was uh, something more, more uh, business related. The, there, was, um, there was a separation of the company. There was, uh, there was just a, it was a complicated uh, issue that happened with the business. So before I w- came to work for a sport business, I worked, um, I worked for another agency. Okay. Um, I was handling, I was handling all the experiential marketing for one of AT&T's brands in Florida. Uh, and that was actually really fun work. It was really exciting work. It was creative. Uh, it wasn't selling, which is fine. I was actually on the flip side. I was the guy being sold. Nice. So yeah. So you all, know the, all events, the tricks and the yeah, events yeah, yeah. were coming to me and they were pitching me, which, and, and, and I, you know, being a guy who's, who went out selling, you know, I know what that feels like. And I know on the other end, you know, how sometimes either you get no response or people are rude or dismissive. They don't give you the time of day. So I promised myself now that I was in the flip position that I would be as respectful as possible to the people that were pitching me. I'd look at every deal. I'd really talk to them. And, and I did, you know, because they're just doing their job and, you know, they feel that they've got the best mousetrap, the best event. You know, obviously, we controlled the budget. We controlled our spending. And uh, that was really, really fun. And then, uh, and then, obviously, the opportunity with sport business came. And what I liked about sport business was I always said, you know, to my wife, I said, if I'm going to be – what I want to do, I always want to work in three areas right now, sports, business, and technology. And this company called Sport Business calls me and I said, what do you do? And they said, well, we provide data in the world of sports sponsorships and media rights. And the company is Sport Business. And I was like, tell me more. Yep. Tell me more. <laughs> so as I say it now, it's like I sit in this, in the middle of this triangle and the triangle is the people who 
the, who are doing the jobs I used to do. So the teams, the brands, the agencies, all involved in sponsorship, but we also, we're, we're actually very strong in, in media rights, but in the business of sports, I get to provide this information so they can do their jobs better. You know, our content just helps our clients do their jobs better. Whether you're the NFL, who I actually, who's a client, I'm meeting with them tomorrow, and they need to, uh, you know, they need to look at, at, at new, um, at, at new areas and, and to bring in, to, to sell their rights to, we provide that information to them or a, a guy like yourself who's looking for brands, you know, to, to, to reach out to. Um, I'm fortunate that I, I can now sit and I can do that. And, and now as the commercial director for the company, I'm, I'm helping to shape the company in the America. So my position is, is sales, marketing operations and, and overseeing the, the company here in the States. And it, in Miami, so there's definitely not too many worse places to be to do that, right? Um, yeah. Because time, but you got the nice yeah. weather, so it's kind of a little bit of a, a combination of both. It's not as chilly as it up here as it is up here. And again, you know, I, I love the product. Big reason why I wanted yeah. to have you on. Uh, you know, you and I have spoken Thanks. about it. Um, I think it's great. It's helped me in way more ways than I could ever have thought. Um, you know, I thought it was great, and then the more things that just come out and that keep coming out, and the better it gets, the happier I become. So, you know, hopefully you have yeah. a client for life. That's all I'll say there. Um, I guess what is, what is now that you, you know, you kind of just told me that you are the front man for the United States. I mean, mm -hmm. what does it look like moving forward? And other than, you know, just accumulating as many clients and putting out as much, much content, right. are there any other operations or any other things that you guys are looking to try and make sure that you can tell me, I guess, cause you're yeah. smirking a little bit, anything <laughs> else that you can tell us that, you know, moving forward, you see as a nice vision for the company? Yeah, sure. Um, the company is growing here in the States. We obviously sell into Latin America quite a bit. Um, we've got a good bit of Canadian business. And where we're going is we're, we're taking on new staff. Um, we had a couple key hires last year. Uh, one of them is, is Eric Fisher, who's very well known in, in the, the world of editorial and in the business of sports in the U.S., uh, we're going to make a couple acquisitions this year, all that will help in, in enhance the sport business offerings. Uh, but I'll tell you that where we're really putting a lot of emphasis is the user interface and the content. And so, as I was mentioning, you know, we've got a, a massive revision coming up in about six to eight weeks, um, and then another one, another one uh, towards the summertime. Uh, maybe actually towards the springtime on the media rights side. So I would say the bulk of where we're going is enhancing the the data, um, improving the user interface, and I would say that those are the main areas. Well, hey, music to my ears because again, if it yeah. can get better, uh, shoot, man, I'm all for it. Uh, good yeah. stuff. Uh, so. Lee, that's about all I got. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to have you on again just because I'm sure there's other things that are going to happen and we're going to get to talk about some fun stuff. But one last time, Lee Zolman, commercial director at Sport Business. Great guy. Lee, where can everyone find you on the internet or uh, on the LinkedIn's? Well, I'm, I'm going, I, I told you I can't give short answers. I'm on LinkedIn. Just look up my name on LinkedIn. There you go. Okay. But, but. Uh, I, I started, I started like, uh, digesting this idea for a blog post. So I have my website, which is zolman.com, Z-O-H-L-M-A-N.com. And so I obviously put up some, some thoughts there. And so I'm working on uh, a social media cleanse 
So I haven't been on Facebook in probably about five or six years. And I, have, I haven't been on Instagram in over, I think, a month. So um, I do have Twitter, which is at Lee Zolman. Um, I think Twitter is really good. I just check it for news. I, I barely post on it, but I, I do use it as a, as a news source. I actually gain a lot of prospects, interesting enough, from Twitter. Interesting. Following, following different accounts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reading articles, getting prospects. Um, so I guess Twitter and LinkedIn is, is really just where you'll find me because I'm not using social media, but I've got this whole blog post that I'm trying to, um, to put in my head because I went from like, I had a former career, right? And my, my career that I had before I really got into sports marketing and sports sponsorship, that career is based on me as a person and personality. So I had a publicist that was all about getting me, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. press. I was on television. I was doing a lot of seminars. I was doing international, you know, commentating for sports. And, you know, that was all about like this, you know, getting as much exposure as possible and just putting it all out there. And just lately, maybe I'm getting older, you know, kind of getting into my upper, upper forties. And, and I've just been thinking about getting on this social media cleanse and, um, being a little bit more, you know, low key and incognito and really, really focusing on the things, the few things that are super important in my life, which is my family, my wife, my daughter, and really quality time with them and focusing on them and our relationships. And this sounds kind of ethereal, but it, it, this is a good outlet because I truly believe in all this. And then obviously my career and growing this business. And I just, it's amazing that you just look, I, I look, I'm not saying you, but I look at life in a different lens now that there's no Instagram and there's mm-hmm. no Facebook and the, the time is higher quality. I don't look at things through how that picture would look. And I mean, listen, and I've got a, I do a lot of really, really cool activities and I get to travel to phenomenal places and, you know, I get some really unique uh, I get to go to really unique events and yeah, it looks good on the gram and everything, but it's like, okay, how many times does someone want to see a phenomenal pizza of mine that I cooked or how many times does someone want to see me, you know, on a bridge in another city, you know, it's just like, you don't really need that. You know, the things mm-hmm. that matter, the, the things that matter, there's only a few things that really matter in life. And so, um, who knows? I, I don't think I'll go back on uh, social media, but you never know. I'm really focused on more of that professional side. So I encourage anyone who's listening, please reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. Um, I post on LinkedIn every day. I do one post, sometimes two, but mostly it's just one post, a great piece of content that we've generated every day uh, to keep people abreast of what's happening. And then, um, yeah, feel free to reach out there on Twitter. Perfect. I'll make sure to have all the links in the bio. And yeah, that wasn't a, a short answer, but I really like that one. Um, you know, yeah. I, I agree. Social media is not my favorite. Uh, sometimes you got to do it. You got to do what you got to do. But it's definitely, uh, if you use it, it, you know, it's it's power, right? If you use it for the power yeah. of good, it's a good thing. And if not, you know, hey, maybe there's yeah. a problem there. Yeah. And if I was my own, if I was running my own company and I yeah. was- As the, you said before, figurehead. yeah. You, you've mm-hmm. got, you, you have to put yourself out there, gain followers and promote. And, you know, I just don't, I just wanted to feel like taking a break and see what it's like 
without looking at something through the lens mm -hmm. of an Instagram post. And it's really, I encourage people to do it, even if it's a week or it's a month. And I might go back to it and I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to eat my words because I do enjoy, I am missing some, some things, but all in all, it's okay. If anything's necessary, okay. you'll hear about it. So awesome. Thank you, yeah. Lee. This was absolutely Thanks, fantastic. Michael. Appreciate your time today. All right. Talk soon. Take care. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes of For the Love of Sports. On a personal note, I want to show some extra gratitude to everybody out there. This is my favorite thing that I get to do. So by you listening, um, it truly gives me an extra reason to do it. Uh, I was going to do it anyway, but thanks for thanks for sticking in this long. Uh, if there's anything I can do better, please let me know. I'm always looking to get better. I, I'm trying to get more reps. The more reps, the better I get, more practice, the uh close to the opportunity is to getting paid to do something like this so i would sincerely appreciate that if you all could please rate review subscribe and share um specifically on itunes five star reviews are pretty great they help with the algorithm a lot so anyone out there on apple it would take you about four seconds um so if you can give me a couple extra seconds of your time i would really appreciate it make sure to follow me um on the socials um i think it's michael Raziel or michael period Raziel everywhere check it out um, shoot me an email if you have any questions michael period Raziel one at gmail so i really threw for a loop there but other than that sincerely appreciate it thank you guys so much and i hope you make it a wonderful day